0: You sure are. It is about, what, six minutes after 4 o'clock and ready to uh, kick some butt and take some names here for another Sunday afternoon employment law show Ready to Rock a ton of things to get through today. I will uh, give you the heads up right away. you want to make your phone calls because there's lots of great information we're going to talk about today, talking about the things that employees are allowed to do something. Whether they're not or whether they are, we'll get to that in just a bit. These are guaranteed uh, to be some of the head scratches you've come across in your daily employment life, so we'll get to a slew of those. Your emails as well are coming up uh, today, helpandemploymenthour.com, lots of that stuff. and. This one is huge, Leora. I know you want to talk about it, in, uh, either now or in a couple minutes after the week that was, but pocket employment lawyer. And you'll say it again, pocket employment lawyer. <laughs> this sucker's been like a year plus in the making. It is launching now. And I know you want to get to that and the week that was, uh, phone calls, by the way, to get those, uh, underway. The phone lines are, um, open and ready 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. So, uh, so take it away, my brother.
1: Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Pocket Employment Lawyer in, in, in a few minutes, a new tool. We'll, yep. we'll talk all about that and you know, hopefully helping more people uh, to get their legal questions answered and solve their workplace problems, which is what we do on this show every week, every time we're on, uh, answering a lot of questions. So we want your questions. We have a lot of stuff to talk about even apart from your questions, but your questions make this show better, your issues, your problems, things that we can solve and help you with don't hesitate. Call us right now. Take advantage of the fact that we're here till five o'clock today to answer those questions. Uh, and by calling us, asking those questions, you'll be helping many others that are listening. But before we talk about this new tool, Pocket Employment Lawyer, let me talk about the week that was, a couple situations that came across my desk uh, very recently. I spoke with a, a, a young lady who had worked uh, at a car dealership. That already should cause some concerns because as much as I love car dealerships, uh, when it comes to employment law, it's It could be kind of the, the, the Wild West uh, when it comes to workplace rights. Well, she had worked uh, for a car dealership some uh, some weeks ago. She had filed a harassment complaint against a, a manager. Uh, she went to uh, HR, to Human Resources. She filled out some paperwork, and she asked him to look into this, and she understood that that's what's happening. Well, she gets called into a meeting with HR, and she thinks, okay, that's part of the investigation, and we're going into a meeting to discuss my, my harassment allegations, except no that's not what the meeting is for. Instead, she is fired in this meeting. Now, what they tell her is that, well, we started looking at your files and we realized that there's all these irregularities in your files. We think you're doing something wrong. So we think because of these irregularities that we have cause to let you go. We have cause to dismiss you. Now, what's happening here, John, what's happening is that she files a harassment complaint. And for the first time ever, her employer now says, let's dig into her files. Let's see what she's all about. They're digging. They're searching. They're looking for a reason to let her go. And they find something, by the way, whatever they found was absolute nonsense. They jump on it to to try to let her go. And why would they do that? They would do that, in my view, because they don't want to deal with her harassment allegation. Maybe she thinks, they think she's kind of the, the squeaky wheel, or maybe they think that they just don't want her there if she's complaining about harassment, and they're making up reasons. It's obvious. It's so clear what they're doing here. So there's a lot to unpack here. Number one, let's start with the fact that they had the legal obligation to properly deal with her workplace harassment. Uh, to, to investigate it, to look into it properly, and to take measures to fix that problem. Instead, they decided to try to punish her. That is illegal. You cannot be punished, terminated, disciplined in any way because you filed a harassment complaint. That is illegal. That is something an employer cannot do. You have a right to stand up for your rights. You have a right to seek a, a, a redress if there's harassment and you cannot be punished. That's number one. Number two is, of course, there's no cause to let her go. The allegations against her were silly. It was nothing that it would even rise to the level of cause. So there's there's potential human rights issues here. This employer, <laughs> car dealership in this case, got mm. it all wrong. So I wanted to bring this up here To remind uh, employees and employers that if there's harassment going on in the workplace, if an employee complains about harassment, an employer has to take it seriously. You should, as the employee, give your employer the opportunity to fix that problem. And if they don't do it, that is illegal. And of course, remember always, it's difficult, almost impossible in many cases, to terminate your employment for cause. If any of those things sound familiar, if any of that happened or happens to you, give me a call.
0: Again, uh, lots of stuff going on here tonight, and I know we want to get into another week that was. want to remind you that the phone lines are already open and ready for your calls. By the way, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. What else you got going on, pal?
1: So I spoke with a, uh, a lady who had worked uh, at, a, at a large retailer for about mm-hmm. a year and a half. Now, a year and a half earlier, uh, she was recruited away from a job she had for 10 years by someone that she knew. Uh, by by the manager of this retail store. In the meantime, this manager had retired. New manager came in and decided to let this person go. So far, okay, Uh, they're allowed to do that. Remember the rule that the employer is allowed to let her go. But of course, we know the employer has to pay severance. So this employer says, okay, you're a year and a half employee, we're going to give you three weeks pay. Well, keep in mind, even if she truly was uh, a year and a half employee, Three weeks' pay is a lot. Pay is a lot less than what she's owed. She probably would have been an owed three, four months' pay. But is she really a year and a half-year employee? Well, no. She was actually recruited away from another job. She had been at that other job for ten years. She wasn't looking to leave. She wasn't shopping her her resume around. They approached her. They wanted her to come. Uh, they convinced her to move, and she did. So, what does that mean? Because they recruited her away, we call this inducement, because they induced her to leave a secure job, now when they let her go a year and a half later, she gets credit for the time she had with the previous company. So she's really an 11-year employee, more than 11 years. So she should be getting severance like an 11-year employee. So she's going to be owed about a year's severance, even though she's only worked for the company for over a year. So I wanted to remind individuals there, if you have a job, you're a secure job, and you're recruited away from that job, you start another job, if you then end up losing that job, you may be owed enhanced severance. You may be owed more severance that accounts for the time that you had with the previous company. Just another reason, John, why it's so, so important to get legal advice if you lose your job, because you may not know that your entitlements, your seniority may be a lot more than what you realize.
0: You always got to reach out. And uh, that number, by the way, 604-283-3123 to get a hold of art and the fantastic crew. Okay, we got uh, we got a couple minutes we can get into this pocket employment lawyer. <laughs> Lay it on me, man. Lay it on me.
1: So about six, seven years ago, created I created the severancepaycalculator.com yeah. website. Mm-hmm. Our, our listeners know about it. It's a tool that allows you to find out how much severance you're owed. But a lot of people that contact me, want to no know other things. They want to know about the other aspects of their workplace right. So I wanted to make that information as easy to obtain as it is with the severance pay calculator. Well, enter pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's a tool that allows you to get an assessment of your legal entitlements in a variety of situations. Maybe you, you don't know if you've been constructively dismissed. And you want to know if your situation is constructive dismissal. Well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, you answer a few questions, you find out. Maybe you want to understand if you're really an employee or an independent contractor. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, you answer some questions, you find out right there. Maybe it's a situation you've been let go for cause, and you want to know wait a second, is this really cause? Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, a few other things. If it's a workplace harassment situation, a human rights issue, if it's a situation where you've been cut off your disability and and you want to know whether that's right, again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's free. It's easy to use. It's anonymous and it allows you to actually get an assessment. It's like having your own lawyer already with you. So you may not understand this, but you already have a lawyer. If you have your uh, smartphone with you, or your tablet, or your desktop, you have a lawyer. All you do pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Check it out right now, even if you're just curious. And at the end, if you want, and only if you want, there's a button there that you can use to contact me directly so that I can actually help you. But if you're wondering about your legal entitlements, your legal situation, is this a constructive dismissal? What am I owed? Am I owed something? pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Before you even call a lawyer, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca.
0: And a wonderful, uh, day for the Employment Law Show. Indeed. You want to reach out 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. As just mentioned, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is the first place to go even more, uh, before you pick up a phone. You might have all your answer, uh, your questions answered right there. If not, you can just uh, walk away. There is a contact button at the top and bottom to get a hold of the Orrinus crew. If you want to carry on, uh, carry on from there. As we uh, get your phone calls lined up here, want to get into this. Always wondered if it's something that your employer is allowed to to do to you? Um, let's answer some of those common questions, shall we? Let's do
1: that. Uh, a lot, uh, first of, a lot of those is, issues, yeah. by the way, come up often, so we want to talk about those because you, I, most of the time when I get a question, John, it starts with "Hey, can my employer do something for me?" So that's what right. we're going to talk about. First one is this: Can my employer change my job or hours of work? And, and that is a very common, common question I get, and you know, it's it's people, you know, usually when they have a job, you you want to have the certainty of knowing. That you know what your job is, your responsibilities, your, your obviously your compensation, and if that changes, if your your boss all of a sudden says, well, the job that you used to have is going to change, the hours you had are going to change, or maybe we're going to do something with your compensation, we're going to reduce your bonus, can that happen? And that's a ca- a question that I get often, and the answer almost always is no. Your employer cannot change the terms of your employment. Now. In some situations, if it's a very minor change, they may be able to, you know, get away with it. If, uh, if it's a situation where instead of making uh, ninety thousand, you're going to make, you know, eighty-eight thousand, that's not going to make you happy. Believe me, I understand that. But legally, they probably could get away. But could they reduce your salary from ninety thousand to eighty? No, they could not do that. So generally speaking, if your employer makes important or significant changes to the terms of your employment, we're talking about hours responsibilities compensation if your employer does that you potentially could treat that situation as a constructive dismissal and leave with your full severance you do not have to accept it they don't have a right to do it and by the way John this is also where the pocketemploymentlawyer.ca comes into play because if you're facing that change maybe they change those hours and you want to know is that really a constructive dismissal is it enough to be a constructive dismissal You go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, you you answer, I don't know, three, maybe four questions, and you get your answer right there. It's easy, it's anonymous, and it's instantaneous, but no, an employer cannot make significant changes to the terms of your employment.
0: And again, this is one of those things, as you've said so many times, where if you build up a history of past changes, it's kind of hard to uh, go back down the same road and say, no, you can't do it now, right?
1: Which is so important, which is why it's so important to, to understand your rights right away, because- If you think, for example, oh, well, you know, I guess I have no choice but to accept this, and you continue working because you didn't know. Well, by doing that, by allowing the employer to change the terms of your employment, you may have just given them the right to do it again. You've created that that history, that precedent, a bad, bad idea. That's why when the terms of your employment are changed, always got to get that advice. You may just decide not to pursue a constructive dismissal, but you should always at least understand your rights and your options If you don't care now, you may care later when it's too late. So when it comes to changes, you got to get advice right away.
0: As we get down our list here, if you have questions, no problem, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to call through for the remainder of the show and get those questions answered. Always a always a good bet to do so. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's murky waters, man. Your employment every day, five days, six days a week, so you got to know your rights. You got to answer some of these questions and things that your employer can and can't do. Can my employer um, help
1: me on a performance improvement plan? Yeah. Well, here's the thing about a performance improvement plan. The short answer is yes, uh-huh. your employer can put you on a performance improvement plan, but, and this is a big but, it uh-huh. has to be legitimate, okay? So if it's a legitimate imp- performance improvement plan, maybe you weren't uh, you know, meeting the targets, maybe there's things you, you weren't doing as you should and you could do better, then it's legitimate for the employer to put a plan in place to help you improve. Now, what is a performance improvement plan? Well, it's it's a plan that's designed to help you get to where you need to be, that it, it outlines uh, targets you have to meet, timelines, and what the employer is going to do to assist you in getting there. But what it's where it's not appropriate, Where an employer cannot put you on a performance improvement plan is if it's bogus. If it's a situation where no, your performance is fine, but maybe the company is either being unreasonable or maybe they're looking for a reason to push you out or to, to even make you resign. And I've seen this happen many times where the employer is on a, you know, picking on the person by putting them on a performance improvement plan that's not justified. In that situation, you have to say something about it if you don't believe that the performance improvement plan is legitimate, there's, that you don't believe that you've done what they've said or that you haven't uh, met, met the targets, respond to it. Make sure that they know. Put that in writing. It's okay to say, no, I don't agree with this. No, this is not something that I accept. If you are silent about it, it's the same as if you say, I agree. So a performance improvement plan has to be put in in good faith and it has to be legitimate. And if it's not, it's not appropriate. And just so you know, the, the fact that you may have been put on a performance improvement plan, if you can show that it's not legitimate, if you can show that it's not in good faith, that alone could be a constructive dismissal. If your employer is picking on you in this way and making your life miserable and your work environment poisoned, that in and of itself could be a constructive dismissal. If that happens, you got to get advice. But in the meantime, if you've put on a performance improvement plan, if it's not legitimate, if you don't agree with it, say so and say so in writing.
0: You know, when you say legitimate, so I guess what you're saying in another way is your your employer can't just all of a sudden throw this this performance improvement plan as a basic stepping stone to getting you out the door. Like it's got to be legit. It's got to be in the hopes that you do improve, because exactly. it's all in the name and have your uh, employment continue. They can't just say, oh, "I put you on one. You didn't. You didn't live up. Out you go."
1: Yeah, it, it can't be a situation where the result is already predetermined. Yeah, It's just a formality. And and by the way, if you put on a performance improvement plan that has targets, those targets have to be achievable. They have to be reasonable. Your employer can't put you on a performance improvement plan and say, wow, we put these crazy targets. You didn't meet them. So now you're out out the door. Now, by the way, in a point that I didn't make, I should have made this point. Let's say that you are put on a legitimate performance improvement plan. Uh And let's say that despite that, you did not meet the targets and you are let go. That does not mean that that's cause. That does not mean that your employment could be terminated for cause. Even if your performance wasn't good and you were put on a performance improvement plan, if you're let go in the vast majority of of cases, you will be owed your full severance. So bad performance or inadequate performance does not mean a termination for cause determination for cause is very, very difficult to establish. And even if with bad performance, you're going to be owed severance. So you have to always remember that.
0: I guess in that situation, you see that a lot in the sales arena where, I mean, you, know, you got to increase your sales by 50%. That's your, that's your performance improvement plan. You're like, oh, Charlie, come on. Nobody's gone up that far in the last 10 years. So that, that might be an unrealistic expectation, right? But there'd still be
1: severance owed. And that's what, by the way, if that's what happens, if they say, yeah, Charlie, 50%, well, you got to say something about that. Right. You got to say, well, well just, you know, I don't see how I can do that. I, I've never been able to do that. That's not reasonable. Say that. Don't make mm-hmm. it easier for the company to even contemplate yeah. letting you go. Uh, but certainly, as you said, if you are let go in that situation, absolutely full severance would be owed.
0: or star 9898 on your cell, you're thinking about, man, can my employer do these things to me? Can they do this? We're answering the most common ones. Next one on the list here is, can my employer pay me less than other employees?
1: Yeah. And another common question that I get, and certainly if you find out that, wait a second, my colleague across the hall is getting more money than me, uh, that's not going to make you happy. It wouldn't make me happy. Well, but the short answer is yes, your employer can't pay you differently than other employees doing the same job. Here's the exception, though. That cannot be based on a discriminatory reason. So they can't pay you less because of your age or your race or ethnicity or the fact that you have a disability. If you're discriminated against, no, that's illegal. A woman can't get paid less than a man because she's a woman. Uh, an older employee cannot get paid less than a younger employee because of their age. So in those situations, if that's what happens, no, that is illegal. Your employer cannot do that. But in other situations where it's not discriminatory, yes, generally an employer can pay employees differently. An employer can account for things such as experience and skills and even negotiating ability some employees may be able to negotiate better deals based on uh you know when they came in and how badly the employer wanted them so in in many situations your employer can and does pay someone uh, or people differently and if you do find out that a colleague of yours makes more money it's okay to go to the employer and say you know I I think that we should talk about this I'd like to get paid fairly and hopefully the employer can be reasonable and you can come to terms on something that makes sense But it's not illegal, of course, keeping in mind, you cannot be discriminated against. And I've, I've seen so many cases over the years, uh, you know, especially when it's gender-based, that, that female employees are getting paid less than male employees as a matter of practice. That is illegal. That's a human rights violation. That could also be a constructive dismissal. But short of discrimination, an employer can pay people differently.
0: That would be an excellent idea to make that uh, make that phone call and get your questions answered. In the meantime, we are talking about things, hey, I wonder if my employer is allowed to do that. So we're going to answer them right now. The next one on the list is, can my employer make me come back to work
1: contrary, contrary to my doctor's opinion? So unlike the ones we talked before, there's a conclusive answer to this one, and that answer is absolutely not. <laughs> no, your employer cannot make you come back to work if your doctor says you can't work. It's as simple as that. There's no exceptions to that. And by mean, and of course we understand that your employer cannot, you know, physically drag you to work, but we, what we mean here is your employer cannot fire you, cannot punish you if you don't come back to work, mm. cannot consider you to have resigned. None of that can happen because the only one that can ultimately decide, the only one whose opinion really matters, when, in term, when it comes to your ability to work is that of your doctor. Right, so yeah. if you speak to your doctor and, and you and your doctor feel that you cannot work, as long as a doctor backs you up and supports you, that's it. Game, set, and match. There's nothing more to discuss there. Your employer doesn't get a say, doesn't really get to, to question that, it starts and ends with your doctor. And I've seen situations actually, even in the last week, I've seen situations where, uh, employers try to get more information and say, no, no, that's not good enough. We also want to know what condition you have, what medical condition you have. No, you do not have to provide that information. I've seen situations where do- employers say, we want you to get another opinion from another doctor that, that we'll pay for. Right. No, they can't ask you to do that. None of that can happen. Your employer has to whether they like it or not, whether they think it's a good idea or not, has to listen. Have to listen to your doctor. So if you cannot work, if you're sick, you have a medical condition. Doesn't matter if it's a mental health issue or, or a physical ailment. You speak to your doctor, and if a doctor thinks you can't work, provide that note to your employer. You can be off as long as it's as long as needed. Whether it's a day, a week, a month, a year, whatever is needed to get better, and you're not fired. You're not, you haven't resigned and you can't be punished for it. If your employer tries to do anything to you in that situation, it will be completely illegal. So do what you need to do, get better. What your doctor says is really the only thing that matters.
0: Okay. It's, you said it there. You said the magic word I was hoping you would say, and the word was sick. And there's going to be someone listening saying, yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying, Lior. my doctor says I can be off because they have
1: the trump card
0: in all this, but I only get 10 sick days.
1: And I always get that question. You know that. And the fact that you have 10 sick days doesn't mean you can't be off for 11 days or uh, 111 days. Let's be very clear. The number of sick days only has to do with how many of those days you're actually going to get paid by your employer. So if you have 10 sick days, that means for the 10 days, if you're sick, your employer is going to pay you. That's fine. But that doesn't mean that you can't actually be off longer than that. You can be off as long as you need to. You may not get paid by your employer for those extra days, but you're still an employee, you still have the rights of an employee, and you still have a right to come back to work. Now, you may then get paid either through employment insurance, EI, or you may get paid through a short-term disability plan or a long-term disability plan if that's provided as part of your benefits package. Uh, so you may get paid in other means, but your employer may not be the one paying you, but that's not, that has nothing to do with it. You can still be off as long as you need to, regardless of how many paid sick days your employer provides.
0: Still have plenty of time to call in. If any of these have you scratching your head, the number is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You want to send over an email. We'll try to get to some of those a little later on the show. That is quite simply help at ca. help at employment lawyer. .ca. In the meantime, talking about and answering the questions, is my employer allowed to do this one? This one, big, basic, and all-encompassing. Can my employer let me go?
1: (laughs) It is probably one of the top two questions that I get is, can they do this? Can they let me go? I was let go today. I didn't do anything wrong. Can they do this? Well, in most cases, almost all cases, the answer, unfortunately, is yes your employer can let you go. It is a blanket statement that I'm making, but that is the, the fact that an employer can let an employee go legally, but severance has to be paid. And we've used the term wrongful dismissal often. I'm sure most people have heard the term wrongful dismissal. Wrongful dismissal is simply a situation where an employee is let go without proper severance. It really, in most cases, has nothing to do with the reason so you may not have done anything wrong. You may be a good employee. You may be a senior employee. Your employer is still allowed to let you go, but severance has to be paid. You may think that, wait a second, it's unfair. And it may be. And, and you know, if you're looking at it from a human standpoint or, or yeah. even from a business standpoint, but legally your employer can let you go. The only times really your employer cannot let you go is if it's discrimination right? So you cannot be let go because of your medical condition or because of your race or because you're pregnant. That is illegal. That is something that your employer cannot do. You also cannot be let go because you're trying to stand up for your legal rights. Maybe you're saying, wait a second, I should be getting overtime pay or vacation pay. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're saying, I I should not have to deal with workplace harassment. In those types of situations, letting you go is called a reprisal. That is illegal. But short of those illegal terminations, your employer can let you go, even if you've done nothing wrong, even if it's unreasonable. But remember, severance has to be paid. And in 90% of cases, when someone is let go legally, they're offered a lot less severance than what they're actually owed, which makes it a wrongful dismissal. That's why it's so important to call me. It's so important to go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to find out what you're actually owed
0: want to slide over to phone calls we get down our list here even more. Uh, Bijan, hello. How are you? you? Hey, Bijan. There we go. How are you, pal?
2: Hi. I just want to know about these agencies. They hire temporary workers. What's the benefit we can get? Because we are just working temporary. As soon as they want it, we can go or they keep us as long as they want.
1: So yeah, a, a temporary assignment, a temporary through a temp agency is, is a situation where you're, you're hired for a specific period of time or for a specific project. And if that's what happens, then that is the deal. If that's what you've agreed on to work on a temporary basis, then yes, you'll work temporary. And when the job ends, the job ends. Uh, uh, but what you want to be careful is in some situations, you're you're supposedly hired on a temporary basis, but you're actually working full time and you're working for a long period of time and that temporary job may then transform into a regular job, which means you would have certain rights. But if it's you know you're hired for a temporary for, for a day for a week for a month, then in those situations you may not have additional rights, just the right to your job. If, if it's really a temporary position. How long is it? Three months or four months? Is that becomes permanent with these agencies, or still mm-hmm. we hanging around? It's, it's a great question. Usually, what I would say, if you're working for a job uh, and they're not giving you an end date, you don't know when it's going to end, and you've worked there probably, you know, if you if you're gone for six months now or, or more, then the law is going to consider you to be a regular employee, and that means that if they let you go, then you're going to be owed severance. It doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're entitled to get benefit coverage or anything like that, but if you're working on a job and it's a bit more than six months, I would say at that point, if they decide now it's enough, now you're not working here anymore, they would have to pay you severance at that point.
2: Okay. I right, Good answer. Great.
1: Thanks,
0: Bijan. Appreciate uh, you calling in. You want to reach out further? No problem. It is 604-283-3123. Again, 604 604-283- 283 3123help at employmentlawyer.ca to reach out by email. And of course, always, always pocket is a good place to go. We're going to break here in about a minute, but uh, back to that other point where we were talking about they can let you go, uh, you know, barring any human rights violations for pretty much any reason they want. They don't like your tie, out you go as long as they pay proper severance. How much time do you spend initially with the person saying, I can't believe they let me go. I did nothing wrong. Like an absolute bucket of water, right?
1: It is, and, and it's a shock to the system, and most yeah. people, when they're let go, not even, they don't even think in terms of severance, and it's always, uh, you know, almost always a, a situation where people call me because they're upset about being let go, and, and it's my job to focus them on the severance. Not because that's what I care about, that's because well, that's what the law ultimately cares about. But I, I, I do understand that for most people, they go into work, they think it's just another day, and all of a sudden they have the their rug completely pulled out from under them, uh, and it's a shock to the system, it, it's a scary situation, and, and they're upset about it. I get it, but ultimately, we have to make sure that you get the compensation that you're owed so that you have time to find that next position.
0: It is 4.45, still plenty of time for you to chime in and ask your questions here on the Employment Law Show. In that regard, I want to, uh, I want to get to Debbie, who's been uh, been hanging on for a minute or two. Hi, Debbie, good afternoon.
2: Hi, good afternoon. Uh, thank you for talking with me.
0: You bet, you bet.
2: So I'm just looking for some advice. I've, I've I'm being bullied and harassed at work. I've been there for 26 years. Wow. Um been part of the bullying and harassment over the years on and off, but it's escalated now. Um I've seen my doctor, I've talked to work safety, C I've reported to our own HR lady uh who <laughs> who is taking the initial information but won't be able to follow it up because she, too, is leaving. Um, Much for the same reason that I want to leave but I can't.
1: So, uh, Debbie, when did you actually speak with HR? When did you bring it up to them, uh, the the whole bullying and harassment?
2: Uh, About a week and a half to two weeks ago.
1: Okay. So you did exactly the right thing, which is something I always say to people when whenever they're being bullied or harassed, is you have to tell the company. You have to tell someone in a position of authority because once you do that, the ball now becomes or go, goes over to their court to do something about it. So now that the company knows, and by the way, if you've spoken with HR, I want you to follow up with an email so that there's a record. So no one can say later, no, no, you never told us. You okay. want to follow up with with an email in writing saying, you know, we discussed this. I told you that I'm being bullied, harassed. You know, give all the details. Just like you did when you met with her. Send that email. It's okay if it's, you know, two pages long. It's absolutely fine. Give yeah, that Can details. I just
2: tell you one glitch involved? Sure. It's the owner of the company, and he reads everybody's email. So anything I send to her, he will read. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I... I don't mind that too much, and let me tell you why because uh number one, there has to be a record okay if if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist and well she the, put it in writing, yeah she put it in writing to you no to
2: to him and in her files, but when she leaves next week he'll delete the files
1: okay. So that's why you want to create and send an email so that there's a record, that, that something was done, or even that there's a record, not even that you complained, but there's a record of it actually happening. And here's why, why you need that. I, I think the likely scenario here, Debbie, is that because it's the owner that's harassing you, that nothing's going to happen. You know, the HR person's probably not going to be able to do anything and the owner's probably not going to change. But if you create that record, we then yes. potentially can get you out of there because what, you have a right to be in a harassment-free work environment. You you're, you have a right to work in a positive and a supportive work environment. And yes. when you're when you do have to deal with bullying and harassment, that's a constructive dismissal. And I can tell you that after 27 years I think you said, you could easily be owed 2 years of pay, 2 years pay. So the the trick here is you can understand that the owner is not going to put up his hand and say, Yes, I've been bullying Debbie and I've been harassing Debbie. So that's why we want to create as much written record as possible so that we have that if and when we need to pursue it. Listen, yes. if it's the owner, there's no one we can go over and above his head. He's the guy, he's the owner. So you at some point are going to have a decision to make, which is, Are you going to continue working in that environment or do you want to leave? Get your severance, which is two years pay potentially and move on to a place where you're going to be treated better hopefully what i want you to do is i want you to send that email doesn't matter to me if the owner reads it not doesn't matter at all i just want to make sure that there's something in writing if you want to run it by me first so that i can see it make sure that it kind of says what it needs to say happy to do that for you and if things don't get better if things are either stay the same or, or god forbid get worse I want you to call me. I want you to call me at the office. I'll give you my, my number again in a sec, and let's talk about constructive dismissal. Let's talk about getting you that compensation so you, that you don't have to see your doctor, so you don't have to deteriorate in your health. You have a right not to deal with that type of situation.
2: Okay, that would be wonderful. That, Deb, I will yep, appreciate the call. Will. Good. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much, Debbie, and I'm going to give you that information uh, right now. Again, here is the phone number, 604-283-3123, 604 283 Debbie, that'll put you in touch with Lior, and email is simply help at employmentlawyer.ca, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Debbie mentioned there that um, you know the person she'd uh, been speaking with in, in HR is going to be out the door soon for, uh, it sounds like somewhat the same reason, and he will delete that email file. If If she's going to send this email, which you advise her to do, and I know you've, I've been hearing you say that for years, should she maybe BCC herself on her Gmail or whatever she has just in case he blows it all out? Because there's a good chance he could, right? Then she'll have no record whether it's her inbox or his inbox.
1: It could be gone, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, or, or just print, print off a copy. Right. Or, 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 BCC or make sure that you have it. You know, if it's something that you create, you can control it. You can make copies. You can make sure that it doesn't just disappear. Whereas if it's something that, that someone else is creating, you may not have control over it. So absolutely. If there's a, a record that you're creating, you want to make sure you have a copy of it. You mm-hmm. can rely on the company to keep it or to give it to you. So photocopy, print it. BCC, uh, whatever you need to do to make sure that you have that and, and it's fine. And then we can use it when we need to. Uh, when it comes to harassment, it, it's ideally, you don't want it to be your word against someone else's. It's okay if that's the best that we have. That's fine. But if we can create some sort of a written record that's that much more, more powerful and it allows us to deal with the workplace harassment and get the person out of there with their compensation...
0: Gotcha. In the meantime, talking about things your employer, are they allowed to do this to you, or are they not? You're not sure, you're scratching your head. The next one is this, and I know we've done complete shows on this topic. Can my employer lay me off temporarily? Love that word.
1: Yeah, temporarily. Temporary layoff. No. Your employer cannot lay you off temporarily. If they do, that's a termination. Now, unless you've accepted it, unless you sign an agreement that gives them the right to do that, a temporary layoff is a termination. So no, they can't do that. You you may choose to accept it, but in most situations, I think that's a bad idea. If you accept it, you may have given them the right to do it again in the future, which is a bad thing to do. So, if you've been laid off temporarily, and you know what I mean by that, is your employer says, "We're not letting you go, but we're gonna," as John says, "Put you on ice for uh, a few months, uh, you know, while biz- uh, business picks up." Well, no, uh, that that putting on ice is the act of termination, which means you can choose absolutely not to accept that and leave with your full severance. If you want to know how much severance, go, of course, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to do that. It also calculates your severance. But no, a temporary layoff, John, something your employer is not allowed to do. Can my employer uh, make me work overtime? Make me work overtime hours. So interesting situation. In most cases, the answer is no. So but here, here's kind of how that works. If you have a 9 to 5 job and that's your job and that's the way it's been, no, then your employer cannot make you work overtime, make additional work additional hours. But if it's something that it's always been happening, you've always worked overtime, it's now a term of your employment that yes, you, you may work 9 to 5 officially, but you're, you know, you're always I uh, need to work till 7 or 8, then yes, your employer would have to uh, would have the ability to make you because it became a term of employment. So Whenever you start working overtime, you want to understand whether by doing that, you may have given the company the right to require you to do it down the road. If you're going to work overtime, but you don't want it to be the habit, you want to put that in writing. You want to send, again, an email. Email works great saying, you know, I'm going to work overtime the next couple of weeks. That's fine. But just so you know, I'm not agreeing to change my regular hours. So just kind of put that out there. It's very easy to do an email. One line does it. So in most cases, if you're not, you don't have regular overtime hours, you can say no to overtime. Remember though, overtime pay has to be paid if you work more than eight hours a day or 40 hours a week, your employer has to pay you time and a half of those hours, even if you're on salary, okay? So it's not just for hourly employees, for salaried employees, the same thing, time and a half over eight hours a day or 40 hours a week. And in many cases, most cases, your employer can't actually make you work that overtime,
0: the flip side of that coin, though, is if you have been working overtime, you have to get paid for it, even if they told you not to work the overtime, right?
1: That is very important. If mm-hmm. you, you need to do the overtime to get the job done, if it's legitimate, you have to get paid for it. Your employer right. can't say, no, no, we told you not to, or we didn't approve it. No. If your employer uh, says don't work the overtime and you need to, they still have to pay it. Now, th- there could be disciplinary issues. If you're working overtime without approval, that's, that's different. But if you worked it, if it's legitimate, you have to be paid for it. There's no ex- exceptions to that, John.
0: Can my employer take away my severance if uh, if I don't accept their offer? They'll
1: threaten That's to, right? That's a big one. Big huh. one. And the answer is a conclusive no. You're owed what you're owed. And your legal rights don't expire Friday at 5 on that deadline. So you're, you don't lose your severance if you don't accept by that deadline. You have up to two years pursue your entitlements. And what employers often do is they offer you a lot less, 10 cents, 20 cents, 30 cents on the dollar, and they give you a deadline. Nonsense, right? So don't worry about that. Ignore that deadline. Get advice. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's a pressure tactic. You're not going to lose anything. In fact, when you get proper advice, you're going to get more because you're going to get what you're actually owed, Not what the company wants to pay you, what you're actually owed, which could be several times as much. So if you're staring at that severance letter, don't stress out about a deadline.
0: A busy day today. We'll leave it there and carry on next week. You want to reach out? Very simple. As mentioned several times, check it out. PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca is an amazing tool for you to try. It's brand new and ready to roll. The uh, phone number 604-283-3123. And finally, email anytime is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Till next time, been the Employment Law Show. It's right here on CKNW.